And welcome to it. Good to have you on the show again this afternoon. Oh, yeah, lots of stuff to get through today. And uh, welcome to all of our listeners in B.C. and Calgary and Edmonton. Good to have you along here in Alberta and B.C., of course. You want to reach out anytime, you can do that. one 399 9898 That's the call in during the show. So you can do that now, one 9898 You have concerns about work moving forward into 2022. Still have vaccine concerns, mandates, all that stuff. Can you be let go? Will you get severance? Can they cut you off severance? It's All these questions are coming up nonstop to Lior and his team. So you want to call us now on the air and uh, ask the questions. Generally uh, speaking, your question will be asked or at least wondered by lots of other people, right? So your correspondence is good. You make the show that much better. Of course, Lior is here, my uh, co-host. Co-founding partners, Sam Firu to Markin LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in this country. Reach out to get the compensation you deserve. And I mean deserve. It's not a lottery ticket. It's not a windfall. It's what you should have. If you're ever wondering, by the way, how much would that be, John and Lior? I have no idea. Simple. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is the website. Wrapped up into that sucker is a severance pay calculator. That takes all the mystery out of it, right? Find out what you really owe if it ever comes down the pike that you need to uh, to do that. In fact, go there before you make that phone call. But right now, toll free, one 9898 We are ready to rock and roll. The show today, we're going to get some emails. Plus, hey, it's 2022. What you need to know about workplace rights, as I mentioned, we're going to get into that topic. But, uh, Lior, we always start and set the table, get it warmed up, so to speak, with a couple things happening on your end. What's up, pal? Well, John, very exciting uh, to do our first show of the year. I so, know. Uh, you know, I think we're bringing the energy today. We're, we're ready to, to uh, start uh, off the year well. And Happy New Year to all our listeners. And I know that this is not the ideal way for all of us to start the year. It's not how we expected or hoped. You know, a lot of uh, closures, a lot of uh, issues because of the pandemic, not the ideal scenario. But guess what? Guess what's still here? Guess what has not been impacted? The law. Your employment mm-hmm. law rights, your legal rights are still here like they've always been. You still have rights. The law still provides very good protections. So if you want to know what your legal rights are when it comes to your job, when it comes to losing your job, when it comes to vaccinations, quarantine, uh, being with your children, you name it, this is the time, this is the place to call us right now so you can get those answers. And as John said, you'll be helping others just by asking that question. And of course, if you want to have a private chat or we started talking about your matter, but we need to continue it, not a problem. You can always reach out to me in the office. We'll give you that contact information throughout the show. Now, John, uh, I mentioned New Year, obviously, and one of the things that's been happening already in this in this very young year that we have is the deadlines that a lot of employers have imposed for vaccinations are now really th- this this past week and into uh, the first couple of weeks in January. So a lot of the individuals who were told before the holidays. You need to be vaccinated. Those deadlines have come up or are coming up. Just in the last week alone, I've spoken with a couple of dozen of pe- a couple dozen people that found themselves in that situation. They ultimately chose not to be vaccinated, and they've either been let go, no compensation, or they've been put on an unpaid leave. So I've spoken yeah. to them. So I needed to kind of I want to remind everyone in in our uh, uh, in all our listeners here today what this means. So remember, we talked about this on a previous show, a few shows, in fact. If you've been let go, you're owed severance, okay? Your employer may say, no, no, that's cause. I'm telling you it's not. The other thing, of course, is if you've been put on unpaid leave, you can treat that as a termination. Your employer does not have a right to do that, and you're owed severance as well. 
Now, that's assuming, of course, you're working for a company where there's no government mandate that applies. In that situation, you're entitled to severance. So if you're dealing with that deadline, that deadline has now come and your employer's followed uh, uh, through on it, you're not working, you've been let go, we need to speak right away. The law does provide rights, and in this case, it's the right to get compensated, that right for severance. By the way, any time reaching out to Lior and the team at the firm, easy, right? one 821 5900 Always get to your second matter here in a, in a moment, uh, Lior. But as I mentioned off the top, our listeners, our phone callers, top priority. Kendall, thank you so much for uh, for standing by. How are you today? Uh, good, guys. How are you doing? Beauty. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Uh, I'm a salaried employee. I've been uh, full-time for just over four years. Um, it looks like the company has come on some hard times and, and I'm fairly certain they're going to be closing the doors. I'm just wondering what I should expect for severance and unused vacation, etc. Great question. Absolutely. It's a great question, Kendall. So you've been there, you said, about four years. Uh, two more questions. Uh, number one, how old are you and what kind of a job do you do? Uh, 40, 41 years old. or I'll be, I'll be 41 next week. And uh, I'm in uh, management. Okay, so you'd easily be looking at six months pay, Kendall, potentially slightly more than that. It could be as much as eight months pay. Now, you mentioned vacation. Any accrued vacation that you have up until your last day has to be paid out. But the, the, okay. the big amount, if you will, is that severance. So that's true whether the company's struggling financially or not. They don't get a, a break just because there's a, you know there, there's financial issues. So if they let you go... They would have to pay you easily six months pay. Do you have a, a sense as to when that may happen? Um, I, I'm pretty sure that that amount wouldn't be the amount. So I am I am somewhat versed in being in management with this process. So obviously, okay. I just wouldn't sign anything at that time, and I mm-hmm. would pursue uh, pursue a legal avenue to to get that amount. Then correct. Absolutely. If you're right, and I suspect you are, because in most cases, that's what I'm saying. You've been when you're let go, you're going to be offered less, probably significantly less than what you're actually owed. Well, the good news is it doesn't matter what the company's offering; it matters it matters what you're actually owed. So, no, you're not going to sign. You're going to give me a call, and in the vast majority of cases, Kendall, these types of issues are quite easy to resolve. So, we'll we'll get that done. Perfect. Well, chance favors are prepared. So. Thanks for the info, guys. Uh, hope you have a great show. Thanks, Kendall. Appreciate your input as uh, as as a listener, and thank you so much again. Reaching out if it uh, comes down to uh, the time where you need Lior, you probably got it already. You sound like you're totally on the ball. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But uh, getting back to your your uh, second matter, pal. What's uh, what else is cooking? So I spoke with a gentleman this week who had uh, upset his employer because he had posted something in a group chat for the you know it's a it was an employee group chat online so he posted some some comments that were a bit critical of of the company they were very very upset uh, so they contacted him and they said well you're not coming back to work and we're going to give you two choices either option one is you we can just terminate you for cause you're going no severance nothing. Or option number two, you can resign. We're still gonna, not going to pay you severance, but you know what? We'll give you a letter of reference if you uh, if you resign. So he contacted me, and he wanted to know what his rights, of course. So let's start with the fact that even though he posted something, maybe, you know, hindsight being what it is, he shouldn't have done that. But it's not cause. 
it doesn't give his employer the right to terminate him for cause. It's only if he does something horrible, something terrible, that an, um, the employer can actually terminate him for cause without compensation. So what, what does this mean, these two options? Number one, option number one, which is to terminate for cause, they can't do that legally. And option number two, if, if, they, if he resigns in this situation, it's still a termination, meaning he's not resigning because he wants to resign. He wants right. to continue working. His employer is telling him that's not an option. So either way, that's a silly, it's a kind of a dumb option to give someone because either way, that's a termination. But the law considers that to be a without cause termination, so he's owed severance. He's probably going to be owed easily nine months pay. He's been there for about five or six years. So for everyone out there, employees and employers too, if you're told, hey, you have to resign or else, that's not a resignation. It's never a resignation. You only get to resign, it's a real resignation, if you're doing it voluntarily, not because someone is threatening you. And remember, of course, it's very difficult to terminate an employee without compensation. And the fact that the employee did something or sent something that he shouldn't have is simply not cause. You know, thinking about uh, Kendall's call a few moments ago, is it likely you think in the uh, you know in the current atmosphere with COVID and everything else that that, that companies when they let people go they're going to use that as an excuse to either shortchange or give no severance whatsoever? Oh, it's COVID. It's hard times. I can't afford to give anything. Have a nice day. A hundred percent. And listen, John, yeah. some companies may have that legitimate reason. In other words, they are struggling financially, but that, that's not the point. The point is that the law does yeah. not give a break. Maybe the law should give a break, but it doesn't. So if the employer lets the employee go, good times or bad times, the severance is still the right amount. And I do expect a lot of companies may not appreciate that. So when they terminate people, they'll offer a lot less than what they actually owe. Yeah, welcome back. Indeed, it's still uh, early on here. The uh, toll-free number to call in, ask some questions, talk to Lior, co-founding partner Sam Firu, to mark an LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in the land. Now, more than ever, you need the right advice. You need Lior and his crew in your corner. If you're facing a, a termination, looking at severance, wondering what that should be, have other employment law questions, still confused about COVID-19 and the multitude of vaccinations and mandates, it is just an absolute fruit salad of confusion. Reach out to Lior and his team when we're not doing the show. one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. There's also the website, free, anonymous. Tons of information for you there. It's like having Lior in your pocket at all times. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But as I mentioned here now, love having you on the air. And that is toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. And patiently waiting. Marshall, thank you for hanging on. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, brother. What's uh, what's going on with you today? Uh, my question is, uh, our, my employer has uh, allowed non-vaccinated to provide a uh, twice a week a rapid test, uh, rapid negative test to be able to come to work. Um, but they're going to be downloading that expense to the employees. And I'm just wondering if that's legit, that they can download that expense to the employee. Well, the real issue here is not so much can they do that because they are doing it and you can't stop them. So the question is what are you going to do in response? So obviously option number one is you can just do what what they've asked you. Option number two is if you don't, they will let you go. Okay. Now that will still be a termination without cause. They'll have to pay you severance, but you will lose your job. So the question, again, as I said, it's not really can they, because they are, and, and we can't physically restrain them from doing it. 
what I'm can tell what I can tell you is if you decide too bad I'm not doing this, then that's going to be if if they don't back off, it's going to be a without cause termination, and they'll have to pay you severance. So you have to decide: right. are you willing to lose your job over it? That's that's your decision. Gotcha. But they're they they can say that it's your responsibility to pay for this if you want to come into work. Well, it, it, it may not be something that they're allowed to, but you know we can't send the police over to stop them. So they're doing it in uh, any event. And so you know, it's it's if your employer is doing something it's not supposed to do, that means that if they let you go in response, they owe you severance. Now, if they were asking you something that they're perfectly allowed to do, and you said no, in that case, if they let you go, there would be no severance owed to you. But in your case, because they're not allowed to do that, severance will have to be paid. Right. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Marshall. Appreciate the uh, the call in today. And again, if you want to follow up later on, more questions one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And uh, with that, we're moving on down the line to Benny. Hey, Benny, how are you? Good. Thanks. Uh, I've got a question that I've never heard answered on this line here. Love it. What Do are it. the rights of an employer? Let's say, for instance, an employee sells the trade secrets of the company. What if an employee sells a customer list to the company, to some other company? Um, Other than terminating the employee, what rights has the employer got to recover these damages? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. And yes, that employer could sue uh, the employee to recover the losses that they've incurred it can, you can also sue to get an injunction to prevent the employee from misusing the information that they have. Uh, and you know, an employee does have responsibilities and obligations to their employers. You hope in those situations that you have a good employment agreement in place with the employee that specifies what those obligations are. And if the employee doesn't meet those obligations or, or does something you know, fraudulent or, or uh, abuses the knowledge that they have, that employer can absolutely sue the employee uh, for damages, and there have been many, many cases like that where the employer has been successful. Okay, well, thanks very much for answering that question because I was the, the, the inquiries are always on the employee side, but never about the employer. So um, I thought that would be your answer. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks, Benny. Appreciate that. And uh, yeah, well, you know, Leo, we do get uh, we do get questions uh, quite often from employers, and you always give the right advice. And you're always there to help them as well. So there you go, right? Absolutely. We want to make that sure way. that people are, are have all the knowledge that they need. Employees are employers. It makes the workplace much better if everyone's educated. Again, the number that Benny used, and Marshall, and uh, everyone else can this afternoon, toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. That's to call us here and uh, talk to us on air with your particular question. Don't hold back. Don't be bashful, and uh, we'd love to have a uh, have a chat with you. In, uh, in between that, we're going to get to this, 2022. Yeah, hard to believe, but uh, what you should know about your workplace rights. Let's start off with point number one that we're into the new year, pal. Temporary layoffs and reduction hours or pay. Still illegal. Can't do it. Absolutely, and this is important. We're talking about some things you got to keep in mind now when we're into the new year. And and the first thing, as John said, is if you're being put on a temporary layoff, that is not something an employer is allowed to do. Or let's let's extend that. You may have already been on a layoff. You may have been on the layoff now for a while, a temporary layoff. Keep in mind, that layoff, whenever it started, for some people it may have started back in 2020, not legal, meaning 
you have a right to treat that layoff as a termination of employment. So you can accept it and continue waiting and have your fingers crossed that at some point you'll hear from your employer. Absolutely, you can do that. Or you can choose to treat that as a termination. That's true even now. You know, with more closures, if your employer says, I'm going to put you off on a temporary layoff, unless they're not allowed to have you working because of government restrictions, if you're put on a temporary layoff, you can treat that as a termination and get severance. Same thing, as you said, John, with respect to cuts in pay, reductions in pay and hours, etc. Mm-hmm. If your employer says, well, now with the pandemic, with this uh, variant and everything going on, we have to reduce your pay or we have to reduce your hours. That is not something they can do. Constructive dismissal, that term has to come to mind. If you've been put in a situation where the terms of your employment have changed, you can choose to treat that as a constructive dismissal, as a termination, and get severance. Because despite the pandemic, your employer cannot just reduce your pay, cannot just unilaterally change the terms of employment. Still got a couple minutes before we take a, uh, a break here and get into the uh, the bottom half of the show. But, uh, Paul, that gives us enough time for you. How are you? I'm good. Hey, Paul. Good. What's up? Oh. Uh, I have a question. I was employed with a company back in 2015, and uh, I got laid off. Actually, it was 2016 was when I got laid off. And I'm wondering if, like, I never got any severance or anything like that. It was just, I got laid off because the economy was tanking. And I just wondered if that's a possibility or not. So, Paul, unfortunately, there's a two-year limitation period. And, you know, if my math is right, you're about five, six years since you were let go. So because of that, unfortunately, there's nothing that you can do right now. Despite the economy at the time, of course, you would have been owed compensation. You could have been owed severance. And depending on a number of factors, that could have been a substantial amount. But right now, unfortunately, Paul, because we're more than two years away, there's nothing that can be done. Okay, no, that's good to know. Hopefully uh, someone else who's listening picks up on that and can act before I did. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Paul, appreciate that. Let me see if we can get Serge here, or at least get his phone call happening before we break. Hey, Serge, you got about a minute. Tell what's going on. Uh, yeah, hey, I listen to your show all the time, and I love it. But in one of your Thank other you. episodes, you said that um, uh, this information doesn't apply to employees who are in a union. So I'm just wondering if uh, this information I'm hearing now applies to me since I'm in a union. So, no, the reality, Serge, is that everything we talk about on this show, whether it's this episode or any episode, uh, only applies to non-union uh, employees. We're talking about employment law, whereas a unionized environment is, is labor law. If you're in a union environment, only the union is allowed to help you. So any issues or concerns, you always have to take it to the union. It's the union that has the rights to pursue matter uh, in those situations. And welcome back. Good to have you along. Whether you're part of the good listenership in Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver, we appreciate your time over the hour uh, learning and catching up and possibly making that phone call and educating yourself and others that are listening on the show every uh, every Sunday. So it's good to have you. Yeah, That is the number, indeed, toll-free, one 877 98 to reach out to Lior and his team. Any other time, Sam Firu Tamarkin is the name of the firm, and the co-founding partner would be Lior. And, uh, you know, they've helped countless people, tens of thousands of people across the country, and the most positively reviewed employment law firm in the land. How about that? You can check that out any time. But, as always, calls top priority. Tony, thank you for standing by, as they say. How are you? Uh, it's gone. I hear you. Yeah, on. man. Yeah, what's uh, what's your question, my brother? Well, my question is, is 
there's people that got all the vaccines and they're still getting sick. Like, look at the hockey team. A lot of hockey games shutting down. I could see in the future where no matter how many vaccines you got, you're still going to have to get tested to get on the job every week or whatever, right? So the guy that's non-vaccinated has to pay for his testing to, to be able to stay on the job. But I could see in the future where no matter how many vaccines you got, you're still going to be back, still going to have to be tested every week. What's going to happen in the future when that happens? Is the people that had to pay for their testing going to get reimbursed? Or? Well, here's the thing. I mean, ultimately, we always want to take, or the employer should take guidance from the government. So if the government says, mm-hmm. you must do X, Y, and Z, then the employer has to do it. And if the employee doesn't want to do it, well, that employee can be penalized, can even be let go with no compensation. On the other hand, if the employer chooses to do things, you know, require these types of tests or vaccines or whatnot, the employee always has a choice. Choice one is to do what the employer says, or choice number two is to say no. And if the answer is no, and because of that they, they get penalized by losing their job, they're going to be owed compensation. So it, it's really about employees deciding are they willing to, to lose their job or not. And, and it's a difficult decision. I get that completely. But the law only can compensate in situations where you, you lose your job or something like that happens to you. So that's not never going to change, I don't think. And that's what employees have to understand. Do you do what the employer wants you to or do you not? And then you risk losing your job. But, of course, with compensation, which could be as much as two years pay. Hope that answered your question, uh, Tony. Going to uh, going to move on again. The number is one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. In that regard, we'll get to uh, to Alan. Hi, Alan. Thanks for hanging on. How are you? Good. Yourself? Great. What's on your mind? Yeah, I just had a question. I was um, I was walked off the job January first just because um, of I don't know vaccination. They required saying that we needed to show up on a certain job site. And is that like legal? Like I wasn't like fired or anything. I just was given a letter that had it highlighted saying January 1st, uh, must be vaccinated by then um, or you're not allowed on the job site. Hmm. So first question, Ryan, are you part of a union? No, no, not, not at all. Okay. So now in terms of not being allowed on the job site, is, is that your employer's rule that you can't go or is it someone else, a third party that decided they're not going to let you on the site if you don't get vaccinated? Uh, I believe it's a third party. I work for a contracting company that contracts through driving, and we were delivering for another company, like mainly, but that company decided that they want everybody vaccinated that's on their sites now. Now, could your employer have given you different work? I, I believe the work probably would have been next to nothing. The majority of the work is through this one company. So, so that that's the the issue because if it's your employer's decision, then there's consequences and there's rights that you have. But if your employer doesn't have a choice because someone else, a third party, is saying to them, uh, "You don't have a choice, employer. You can't. You simply are not allowed to have employees on our site unless they're vaccinated." In that situation, if you lose your job, unfortunately, there's no compensation owed to you because it's not your employer doing it. Right? It's someone else doing it. So, unfortunately, oh, okay. in that situation, Ryan, there's not going to be much that can be done. That's why I asked you, you know, is it your, was it your employer's decision or a third party? Because it was a third, no, party, third party, there's yeah. not much that can be done. Yeah. Mm, all right. That seems like a deadly loophole, kind of, get someone else to do the dirty work. <laughs> so, 
No, all right. Well, thanks yeah, very no. much for taking my call. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Al. Appreciate that. You know, it's an interesting thing that Al brings up. I mean, what happens if, for instance, um, you, you work in construction, or maybe you are not double vaxxed, maybe you've got a single vax or not vax at all, but the place you're going to do the work, maybe it's an office tower or whatever, a private company, they say, no, we need all of your employers, Mr. Sanfiru, you're bringing in your crew, they all need to be vaccinated. It's not you doing it, it's the, it's the workplace where you're going to do the job. How does that affect things? Yeah, so you know, whenever we're talking about severance and compensation, those are yeah. in a situation where the employer is making the decision. It's their choice. They've decided they're not going to have someone there unless they're vaccinated. In that case, if it's the employer making the decision, that employer that lets someone go has to pay them compensation, has to pay them severance. But where it's not the employer, as, as in the example that you've described, uh, it's not the employer, it's, it's the property owner saying, you can't have someone on our property unless they're vaccinated. Right. In that case, if the employee refuses, that employer doesn't have a choice. Their hands are tied. There's no option for them. And because of that, they, they can let the employee go without any compensation. Keep in mind, of course, if the employer could easily just give, some, give the employee a different job or to work in a different location, they have to do that. And if they don't do that, they, they're still going to have to pay severance. But if your job is, I'm the guy working in building X, and well, now building X is saying that you can't come on our property unless you're vaccinated whether your employer doesn't have a choice and they can let you go without any compensation toll free here now one 877 is the number next call is going to be uh trevor thanks for hanging on trevor how are you good you good what's on your mind i have what i think is a weird one um my wife was working for a store uh she worked there for eight years the store got sold and she immediately started working for the new owner. But now, um, this was way back in September, now we're being told that she was actually laid off by the old owner, that she's owed um, severance, but as soon as she receives that severance, she loses all her seniority. And um, if that was the case, she would have rather not ever taken continued working for the new employer because she didn't think she was going to be a new employee she thought she was just continually working for the same company and now they're being told that that severance would be at the minimum so trevor is your wife being let go by the new company no she's not she's still working for that company but um but she's Recently, her assistant manager, she's a manager, her assistant manager recently just got laid off, and now she's also being told that um, she's lost her seniority, so she's only going to get uh, severance for a few months because the old owners owe her a severance. So that's not the case. That's not the case at all. They, the new company inherited her seniority, and they can't get rid of it unless your wife signs a document giving up that seniority. So if she signs a document giving up that seniority, then you're right, and, and for most purposes, she won't have it. But unless she signs it, doesn't matter what money she gets from the old company, the, the new company inherited her service, they can't get rid of her service unless your wife does it. So there's nothing you need to worry about. Uh, as long as your wife doesn't sign something giving up her seniority, if at some point, next month, next year, 10 years from now, she's let go, they're going to have to compensate her based on the eight years she had with the previous company. If and when that happens, Trevor, you have her give me a call and I'll make sure that they do it properly. Okay, excellent. Now, what about severance from the old 
company, is that supposed to be at the minimum or because she was, she was laid, like I said, she, we weren't even told she was actually laid off. We didn't know she was laid She's off. She's not. So, so, okay. so, Trevor, they actually don't know or owe her any severance simply because the law considers her employment to have continued. So if they want to pay her severance, that's kind of a waste of their money. She can take it and, and, and kind of count her blessings, but they don't owe her any severance, uh, and, and that's why her seniority carries through. So she was okay. not let go. She was not laid off. She was simply continued with the, with the buyer. Uh, so if, the, if, if they want to pay her money, great. They don't need to. It's kind of silly to do it. But the only way she loses her seniority is if she signs a document, an employment agreement, a job offer letter, something like that, that gives up that seniority. Okay, yeah, because the old owner, old owner, new owner said that there was apparently a clause in their contract between the old owner, new owner, that the old company had to pay out severance and lay off their people, and then hmm. it was rehired. So it was, which of That's course was between not them. And that's okay. between them and has nothing to do with your wife because she wasn't part of that a contract. So they can figure that out. And if they want to pay her money, great, take it. But she does not okay. lose her seniority. There you go. Still got some minutes. Use that number toll free. one 399 Any other time you want to talk to Lior, have a discussion, you have questions, you can email help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that number is one 855 215900 and The website works just as well. And look at Jay hanging on through the break. What a trooper. How are you, Jay? Hey, Jay. Uh, no, yeah, this is good. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for taking my call. And by the way, great show, guys. Uh, love Thanks, it. man. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so, you know, yeah, so, you know, just my question, you know, actually, I worked for the, one of the company for eight years. Got laid off on uh, December 31st, uh, just before the New Year's. Uh, so it was because of the COVID. So like, uh, because I was kind of, uh, kind of a site manager for one of, uh, like, like one of the site and, uh, because of the COVID. So they're like, they're like, they changed the system. So they didn't, so they need, uh, so they didn't need mm-hmm. me there basically. So they gave me kind of six weeks of notice, three weeks with pay and then three weeks without pay. So I'm getting paid till the January 21st. So my benefits will continue till then, and so, so like you know, I was just wondering about uh, the severance package. Like, am I eligible for anything? Great question. So, how long did you work there for, Jay? About eight years. If, eight like, if years. Not, and, yeah, eight years. Between seven and a half years, eight years. Yeah. And they're only paying you for three weeks. Three weeks with yeah, that's right. Yeah, pay yeah. So there is no like. Of course, you know, I have my vacation pay, so they will pay me that. But nothing like, you know, four or six months of pay, like, on top. Now, Jay, uh, how old are you? I'm uh, 52. So you're owed right around nine to ten months of pay, okay? Nine to ten months. So if they're paying you for three weeks, uh, that's uh, about uh, nine and a half months or nine months less than what they actually owe you. Uh, So this is what we call a wrongful dismissal. Uh, Right. I don't even know how they could ever think that all they owe you is uh, three weeks pay. So the good news, Jay, it's not going to be difficult to resolve. It's going to be very straightforward to resolve. Mm -hmm. So what I want you to do as soon as possible, you know, tomorrow, uh, call me in the office. Uh, We'll give you that information just uh, in, in a moment. Let's have sure. a chat. Let me help you get what you're owed because, again, about another eight and a half to nine months' pay wow. is what they owe you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, because okay. I listened to other callers, and of course, you know, that's what I thought, so that's why I got some kind of encouragement to call you guys right now. You bet. Smart move. Nicely done, Jay. Exactly what you do. And uh, that number that Lior mentioned that you want to call, write it down. I'll give you two seconds to get a pen. Okay, there you go. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred again. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That's the number to call. That's so simple. Two minutes, and he his exclamation is, "Oh wow!" Exactly. That's a that's a common uh, common expression we get when people find out how much more of the road than they're actually being offered. Uh, Steve, thanks for hanging on. How are you? Hey, good. You? Good. What's uh, what's up? What's on your mind? So um, February of last year, lost my job. Um, downsizing the oil and gas industry, um, mm. but previous that a year, a year previous that we did a contract change, and the contract change was not in my favor whatsoever. Uh, went through three contract changes in, in three years. Um, at that point, didn't want to sign it. Was forced to sign it, or I didn't have a job. Um, there was nothing out there, so I, I signed it, obviously. And now. Um, I have a non-compete for three years. Is that enforceable? No. Uh, I'll tell you right now. First of all, non-competes are rarely enforceable. But a three-year non-compete, yeah, that that's just trees that were killed for no reason without contract. It's not <laughs> worth the paper it's written on. So it's not going to be enforceable. But let's let's talk about something else. Uh, uh, so you were let go in February. Uh, how long were you there total? 10 years. 10 years. Tell me in terms of severance. Did they pay you? Did they offer you? Tell me about that. Six six months. And I I take it, given the fact that we're now almost a year later, that you would sign something to accept that that six months. I did. And that was a portion of the contract that one of the changes was there and a bonus structure was changed over three changes in three years, all in favor of the uh, employer. Wow, man. So, you know, obviously I haven't had the benefit of, of seeing that contract, so I, I can't say what it did or what it didn't do and whether it was enforceable. In many cases, for reasons that I don't need to get into right now, uh, the contracts are not going to actually properly limit you. And in your situation, you could have easily been owed about a year's pay, 12 months pay. Unfortunately, regardless of the contract, because you've accepted it, we obviously can't go back. But there's just no world in which a three-year non-compete would be enforceable. Uh, now, that said, Steve, the fact that I'm telling you right now that it's not enforceable does not stop or prevent your employer, former employer, from suing you if you decide to work for a competitor. They will lose that lawsuit, but, but they can still do it. And if they do it, it's still going to make your life miserable and it's going to cost you money. And it's not a, a fun thing to be involved in. Now, legally, oh, that's, just, that's you, their mo too, right? They 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 will sue it, and they knowing, knowingly lose, but um, just the cost, yeah, for some money, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they could potentially, will probably afford it, right, much more than you can. So that is, despite Correct. the fact that it's not enforceable, you really have to be careful here. But one of the things that that I could try to do, if you want me, is to get them off your back. And if if you you know you feel like you have a, a job opportunity you want to take, and you're worried about what they're going to do, let's speak. Let me try to be uh, proactive, and and let's get ahead of this, so we can try to avoid any any legal uh, uh, consequences later on. But yeah, to answer your first question, is it actually enforceable? There's just no way. Right, but it would cost me a hundred thousand defending it. 
which is why I want to for you to avoid that, which is why I want to get ahead of it if, in fact, you, you, you're planning on taking a job with a competitor. That's why we, we should connect if and when that happens. Okay. It wouldn't be... A- Oh, sorry, Steve. You got disconnected. I don't know what happened there, but Steve, I think we pretty much answered it. But uh, the you know the the moral of the story is reach out to Leor and get more information. Right one one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Would that be an easy thing just to do? I mean, most companies aren't going to even if you know you give them a phone call, a three year non compete, settle down. Like that you know that's it's crazy. That's overreaching. You know, if they had done yeah. a six month to one year non compete. They would at least have an argument that it's enforceable because it's reasonable, maybe. I don't know. But but a three-year non-compete, I don't know that for a, a kind of a regular employee, uh, you know, I'm not talking about executives, etc. I don't think yeah. that our courts have ever enforced, throughout Canada, a three-year non-compete for a regular employee. It's just not going to happen. But, you know, as we've said and, and as, as he understood, that doesn't prevent his former employer from suing him. So when yeah. it comes to non-competes, be very careful what you sign. Be very careful what you accept. Not because it's enforceable, because potentially if you sign something that's unfavorable, it's an invitation for legal trouble and legal proceedings later on, which is always something you would want to avoid if possible. Now, I'm going to wrap up today with a question. It's kind of something that Jay said a couple of callers back who got offered three weeks when he was owed nine months. And you said to him, you know, I don't know what on what planet, uh, you know, an employer would think that three weeks would suffice when they actually owe nine months. I think it's a planet that doesn't call the show and listen and think, wow, they're not going to do anything about it. They'll sign off not knowing any better. That's probably fairly likely, right? Yeah, they, they, a lot of times employers are counting on employee not knowing the employee that they believe may be ignorant of their rights and they get away yeah. with it. And you know what, John? They do get away with it a lot of the times, but they're not going to get away with it with people that listen to the show. That's the whole point of informing individuals. You know better if you've listened to us, so you're not going to let your employer get away with something that's illegal. Appreciate all the calls and correspondence today. Thank you so much if you're listening, whether it's uh, Calgary or Edmonton or Vancouver. Feel free to reach out now that we're done. Have a conversation if something comes to mind. For someone else, as a matter of fact, one 821 5900 is the way. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website, you can always use free and anonymous pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's been a pleasure. We'll catch you next weekend right here, the Employment Law Show.